Welcome to The Redress, a new weekly fashion podcast where we will be discussing style, trends and our endless quest to create an elevated wearable and cohesive wardrobe. Today's episode is sponsored by Whistles, the London-based style destination known for timeless design and wardrobe staples that elevate the everyday. We've partnered with Whistles to offer you an exclusive 15% off online using code RE forward slash dress for a limited time only. For full terms and conditions, visit whistles.com or you can view the details on our show notes. Hey Ebs, how are you? I am good. I am loving the sunshine. How are you? Oh, same. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? I just don't want it to end. Oh, it just feels so uplifting, optimistic and everyone seems to have a smile on their face. It feels does. so good. We've had a busy week, haven't we? We really have. Kicked it off with our Whistles style night. Wasn't it amazing at the newly opened White City store? That store is gorgeous. Such a beautiful store. Loved all of the collection as well. It was so nice. Yeah, the merchandising was so beautiful. All the colours, all of the textures. Um, the product is really strong in that store. And it was such a special night, wasn't it? Getting to do this like with an audience there. We had so many like amazing questions as well. I loved it. It just felt like us together with an audience. But it felt really cool. And it was so nice to meet customers chat, style, you know, there were some great purchases of the the night as well. What, um, anything you've got your eye on? Well, from that uh, event, my eye is firmly on the Leopard Co-Ord. I think it was called, I think it's actually called the Animal Print Co-Ord. It's a looser, oversized shirt and like a long length pant. Quite beachy and relaxed, isn't it? Quite beachy and relaxed. I think I can make it work summer in the city, but equally a great piece to pack, roll in your suitcase and take away on vacation. Gorgeous. What about you? Well, so many pieces on our row that I absolutely love that I probably mentioned before. But actually, when I did my edit to share on my Instagram the next yes. day, I saw some green striped trousers and Ooh. I was like, oh, you know, I love a stripe. Yes. And I thought these would be perfect for, uh, again, a holiday with a nice swimsuit underneath. Yeah. Nice, vibrant, bright color. Love them. And let's just discuss what we wore for the night as well, because I ended up wearing a wedding suit. So it's called the Annie Wedding blazer and Annie wedding trouser. It's single breasted and they also do a double breasted version called the Andy. Bright white, a wore like a very cool, easy rib tank underneath it. And I just felt so good. You looked amazing. You, you wear that suit so well. It just, it really does suit you. Yeah, I loved it. I felt really good. And we were true redressed style in monochrome. We was monochrome. Wasn't and you were wearing we? all black and yes. looked gorgeous. I had the summer sort of the bandeau sheared yes. dress on. Really gorgeous dress, but then I styled it with the leather blazer, which I love as yeah. well. I got that, I think, in a medium, so I sized it up to make it quite oversized. And we both had the same shoes on. Yes. Melanie, really simple sandal with a little bit of a, quite a nice heel height, wasn't yeah, it? Really it was nice good. to have a bit of a bit of height. Yeah, felt so. a bit more elegant and poised. Yes, yeah. So what else have you been up to this week? Well, it was my daughter's birthday yesterday. Libby was 22. So we went to Soho Farmhouse for the day. So we had a nice bit of lunch and the weather was gorgeous. We actually had some friends who were down there as well for the day. So we got to have a drink with them. And oh, yeah, it was nice. just gorgeous. It was just so nice just to get up and just spend the day there. Left in the middle of a thunderstorm though. So I'd absolutely pouring it with the bellies running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good fun. It was good fun. I wore my totem striped set. Yes. Which I love it's just such an easy piece when it's hot in this country and you you know but sometimes you don't you're not on holiday you don't want to I didn't didn't really feel comfortable like walking around in something like with too much skin on show like going for lunch and things like that so I had a bodysuit underneath it and then just the trousers with the shirt left the shirt open I could take it off when it got a bit too hot so yeah I felt really 
really simple but perfect for the weather and the occasion. Yeah, lovely. How about you? So yes, had a great week. Well, after the event, I stayed at the Hoxton Shepherd's Bush. That hotel is so gorgeous. Oh, the outside space was lovely, wasn't oh, it? Such a good vibe. And the restaurant is called Chet's or Chet's C-H-E-T-S. And it's like a lovely kind of Thai Americana fusion. The food is incredible. The pineapple rice gorgeous so yeah had a really great stay which was lovely and then back at home I've just been out in nature again not doing great with the hay fever but battling through to be out in the sunshine and the fresh air I kind of feel like I'm doing a bit of a tour of the UK parks I went to Clumber Park um at the weekend which was again gorgeous and just walked loads had an ice cream had a little bit of a packed lunch just had the best time and then I've been wearing my Ray Maxi t-shirt dress I bought it in black it is such an easy throw-on dress a great price point 100 pounds and it comes in white and navy so I definitely think I will invest in a second color what color are you thinking I don't know I'm probably going to order the blue and sorry it's the navy and the white and then decide which okay I mean I feel like the navy is too close to the black yeah it's true and if the white is not see-through that could be just as versatile exactly as so probably going to invest in the color but yeah equally just a beautiful weekend feel very Buzzy and just uplifted. Ready for the week. Ready for the week. So what are you wearing today? I am wearing a dish linen co-ord. It's so nice. All black. So it's got long sleeves. It's a little bit cropped, but the trousers are high-waisted, so I don't feel so like I'm bearing any of my midriff. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I feel really nice in it. It's just super easy. And I've teamed the set with my ancient Greek sandals, which I love. Just really gorgeous, well-made leather sandals that I'm living in so far this summer. Nice. And then I'm wearing the Asino Rhodes dress that we both have and then teamed it with my Chanel da sandals, the black leather ones. And again, all black, simple. I feel like it's a bit beachy and breezy, but I feel a bit more polished. and, and Yeah, I think the material makes it. Yes. polished doesn't it no yeah. you're not gorgeous yeah so we've both opted for all black I think it's hard in the summer isn't it I think people feel like they should go for like prints and brights but actually we've obviously both had the same sort of <laughs> you know we've got the memo thought process today yes. and I just sometimes think simple is best I'm just loving simplicity and I just think yeah this set just is easy and I just feel chic and put together and that's the Mind you, I felt like that earlier as I got off my train. I was thinking, yes, I feel great. I'm striding along the platform and my sandal fell off. <laughs> Humbled me. Off the foot. <laughs> off the foot. Because <laughs> they just slip on. See, like I was walking and they're just like, oh, there you go. That's why I say I'm never polished. <laughs> you really are. No one would have seen it. It's just you. So here we are. Episode 12. And it is the last episode of the season. Feels like a really good time to sort of Break for the summer, yes. come back with the new season, some freshness and newness. Yeah, It's been a real labour of love, hasn't it? Has. it? It's bittersweet because it has been fun, exciting, but it has come with its challenges. Yeah. It is hard work. Yeah, we've learned a lot, haven't we? I think we're both podcast obsessed. We both love listening to them. <laughs> so I don't think we quite appreciated how much it would take to yes. create our own one. But We do have a lot of attention to detail want it to be timely and you know for you know for it to have really good content so I feel like we've put in 
our all into the 12 weeks and it's been amazing. Yeah, super proud of it. Really yeah. am. When we was like looking back and reflecting on all of the episodes, I think I think we've done well, Ebs. We've done well, we have. <laughs> we have. And today's episode we're going to use to reflect on the last three months, reflecting on why we started this podcast, reflecting on the why and looking at cutting out all of the noise when creating that elevated, wearable and cohesive wardrobe. Yeah, I think we've had a lot to say over the last 12 episodes. We're actually going back to what what the reason was for the podcast in the first place. Like yes. you said, like cutting out the noise, curating that cohesive, wearable, elevated wardrobe. You know, it's so important to us. So it's really good to reflect back and see how are we doing? So how are we doing? <laughs> I think it's been a really good journey for ourselves. I think we kind of saw this as a project, a collaboration and almost work. But what we've got out of it is a lot more than that. I think we've changed in the last 12 weeks. It's been so nice to see your journey as a friend as well. And I think it's been nice to obviously, you know, really look at my own. And we kind of talked about it this morning, that kind of like freedom versus stepping up. Because, you know, 12 weeks ago for me, or a little bit longer, I kind of stepped into this new world of freelance. So for me, I've got that ultimate freedom representing myself and going on a bit of an individual journey in the workplace. And you've then collaborated with someone else because you're used to working alone mostly, right? Yeah, definitely. I think for me, it's been about almost like stepping up and showing up as the woman that I want to be. I think the podcast was so out of my comfort zone. So actually, I think my wardrobe is actually reflecting on on that side of me now, which I love. Yeah. And I think for me, where I've been a bit more corporate and a bit more tailored, now I feel a bit more like free and floaty and feminine and it feels amazing. We've had a role reversal. We've had a role reversal, <laughs> we have. And we've definitely, I think, taught each other some great tips and tricks. So this week's fashion journal is all about the evolution to making an effort to your style feeling effortless. So important. I think that is one thing. I think we both knew anyway, but actually where we've done a real deep dive every week into style and trends and our wardrobes, I think it's really made it clear that that effort has to be made for me to be able to walk out the door every morning feeling amazing in what I'm wearing and feeling like myself and feeling powerful that effort has to be done beforehand to get there like we said there's a lot of prep and a lot of effort beforehand but I think we're in a really good place but it is a journey so we're going to start with talking about the honest transformation over the last three months and how it's really kind of given focus to our style, confidence and mindfulness when purchasing new in pieces. So I think, like you said, the research, the feedback we've been getting, the outfit dilemmas, that has really helped us. So the redress in itself has really helped us show up in the best possible way. We've had our birthdays, we've discussed the May reset. And in that time frame again, that's helped us to really analyse where we've come from, the inspiration and how we want to keep showing up in the future. We've reflected on our goals, our shopping habits. And even when we talk about the finishing touches, the details, even my hair has made a real big difference in how I'm feeling about my dress sense. I feel different. I feel, I don't know, a bit more youthful. I don't know. I just feel a bit more fun as well. Yeah, it's so true. It is those finishing touches. I think I spoke 
a couple of weeks ago about I'd gone a little bit darker and yes. I just didn't quite feel like me for quite a few weeks, actually. It didn't matter what I put on. I just wasn't feeling quite right. And now I'm back, a bit blonder. And I do, I feel like me again. It's so true. It can really help to like lift, lift you. Yeah, it can, for sure. And we've both been really mindful about our habits, our routines and lifestyle. Um, and I think that's also helped us feel more confident in ourselves as well. 100%. The May Reset episode was a really good one for me and and I have managed to stay on track with my healthier eating habits and I think that like you say that in turn makes you just feel more confident and I don't know like proud of myself I guess yeah. that I've stuck stuck to that and it's something that I never thought I would be able to do I never thought I'd be able to like cut out the diet coke and chocolate and now I'm five weeks in and I'm like no I can I've got this I can do this yeah it's so good it's such a good um journey so with the fashion journal let's begin at the start and first talk about our backdrops, life and style from a young age. Do you want to start? Yeah, I will. So, yeah, we was talking, wasn't we, about, I think we've mentioned it before in previous episodes, about, like, our inspiration from when we was younger. And I was chatting to you about, like, my love of, like, jeans and T-shirts. And I think it really does come from, when I was younger, I lived in Spain. And I always remember, I must have been about seven or eight, and the older, like the teenagers used to hang around down at the beach. They'd have their like little mopeds and they'd always oh. be wearing, it would be like jeans, t-shirts and a leather jacket. And I just remember looking as a little girl and thinking, I can't wait to be them. And honestly, that must be like my reason now why I feel so at home and so cool when I'm wearing that sort of combination. It must have something to do with like, that's what I was looking at as a kid yep. and that's what inspired me um I've said before like my mum and dad were super into fashion they understood it because I guess some parents some people it's not a focus for them but for my mum and dad it was you know my mum and dad had us me and my two sisters young and I think presentation to them was everything you know our hair was always neat our clothes were always clean we always looked pristine and it wasn't about having money or having the best best of this or the best of that. It was just almost like how we presented ourselves mm -hmm. and how we showed up. And that has been instilled in me from a young age. Yeah, amazing. I love that. I love that you had that reference point at the very beginning, that jeans, the T-shirt and leather jacket. That's such a nice visual. I can imagine you just looking at them like, oh, I never I got to wait. be that girl either because I come back to England. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you are that girl now, right? <laughs> just missing the beach. Yeah, so for me, I remember being a Benetton model and loving colour and different textures. Do you remember Naf Naf? Loved Naf Naf. Oh my gosh, Naf Naf was amazing. And um, I also remember this shop called G-Force in Nottingham. And it was this really cool, I think it was this one guy, one designer that made these amazing like patchwork cardigans, so bright, so vibrant, and these really like oversized silhouettes and shapes. My mum was very, very low income. So she did have to make investment purchases for me. And they tended to be really totally like one-offs. My mum had like good style. She has amazing style now. And then she always dressed me in like chunky shoes, Doc Martens. And it was funny because at school, the children at school or my dancing school weren't really dressing like me, but then I never felt like I wanted to be the same as everybody else. And I really loved how special the pieces I, I had on felt. That's nice that you had that individuality from such a young age. Yeah, my mum really instilled that in me. She made sure to express to me, don't look at everybody else because we're, you know, we're different. We've got a different income or a different background. Like, don't look at everybody else and think that you have to do that. Just be you. Just do you. And I think from then on, I just was like, yeah, okay, fine. I never felt 
different or awkward. I felt cool, actually. Do you know what I mean? I felt different. I think that in comes that across way. in your style now, though. Oh, when thanks. I say you wear things so well. I do remember um, always wanting a head school bag. Do you remember that brand, Head? Yes, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that bag. It was like a sports bag. It was a sports bag. Yeah. yeah, it was massive. I mean, yeah. it was a massive <laughs> bag. It was like a travel bag, really. And my mum couldn't afford that bag. But what she bought me was a black record bag. And it had in it white writing, almost a bit like our text, but it had New York, Paris, Milan, um, London on it. And it was like obviously like the fashion capitals. I didn't really realise that at the time. And it was the coolest bag. I don't know where she got it from. It might have been secondhand or it might have just been from a cheaper store. But no one had that bag. And everyone thought I was cool because I had this like fashion statement bag. And it was like really bold and vivid. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of from then on beat to my own drum. And I think for me, that was just my kind of like style foundation. And I love that as well, the way you like, even back then, the way pieces used to make us feel. So like when you say naff-naff, I always remember having like a naff-naff bomber jacket and it was like the writing on the back and it had that different texture. And I just, I just remember how I felt wearing that coat. Isn't it funny though, how like clothes can do that to you? Yeah. And I can just see the pictures now, like bright bubbles in my hair, just really fun and colourful and free. Yeah. Do you think it's changed now, though, that everything's so much more accessible because of social media? Yes. We didn't have that back then. So do you think things maybe, like trends maybe lasted a little bit longer? Yeah, I just think things felt a little bit more forever. I just don't really recall thinking, I need new things, a new next, Mm. you know, what, you know, never felt like I had to compare myself to anybody else. Enjoyed what you had maybe for longer. Enjoyed those pieces and appreciated what I had. And also was just focusing on playing out, having fun, being with my friends, not really thinking about, do I fit in? Does it look yeah. right? You know, should I be wearing the same as everybody else? So I think my mindset and probably yours too was just on being youthful and yeah. free. So next on the fashion journal is confidence in expressing our style. And I think you just summed it up for yourself then because it was instilled in you. It definitely your childhood and the way you was brought up is reflected, I think, now in your style. So do you think you've always had that confidence? Yeah, I think for me, my mum especially always taught me to shine in myself. Don't have too much concern about everybody else and just shine. And I think for her too, she was very savvy with how she shopped. So like charity shop, secondhand. And it felt good like owning these pieces. Like I said, I always liked to be different and just to do me. And I think when I did try to follow the crowd, I actually felt uncomfortable. I think that's something that I always think about now and I always refer back to. I think for me, where I found confidence in expressing my style verbally too was when I moved to Philadelphia. So when I went moved to Philly to work for free people, it was a complete life change. I remember kind of turning up to the Navy Yard where the whole, you know, urban business is. And everybody was, you know, very boho, like beautiful dresses. I mean, everyone looked gorgeous and stunning, flowy hair, flower crowns jewellery it was just a lot and it looked incredible and obviously I knew the brand I was you know going to work for so I wasn't surprised and then I show up from London you know in all black boots simple t-shirt blazers real oversized silhouettes and I knew I couldn't really emulate that style because it wasn't it wasn't wasn't me and what was really amazing was then when we started working on set or on styling and working on projects I was very vocal because I was like this brand is amazing but it has got amazing jackets amazing denim the tees are called the you know can we style a bit more simple can we do things a little bit more effortless and actually what we ended up doing was 
almost splitting the business into two different sensibilities. So one was called Meadow, which was this dreamy, bohemian, almost like the true DNA of the brand. And then there was a brand called Simply, which I kind of led on, which was like the cool tees. We had the T-shirt, the jackets, the denim, the cool boots. Probably opened it up to like yeah. a new audience we as did. well. Then. And we actually also shot in black and white for, for the first time. And it was so nice to really be able to put what I my kind of style and my vision into the business and it felt just really good to kind of own that style and own that kind of sensibility so yeah for me it was just so nice to be able to vocalize my style the simple the minimal still impactful in other ways and I think I just grow confidence in that in expressing that and I think also being a UK girl in a new city was also really a good confidence build because I was like this is me I'm true to myself. I'm here working with amazing company, amazing people, but I'm definitely going to stay true to what I know best. I love that because you were young as well. What was you like, 20? Yes. So you could have easily yeah. have gone there and actually had a few years of experimenting with that style because that, you know, that is quite a common thing for of young people to do. But you you didn't. You you stuck with your true style. And, yeah. Yeah. What about amazing. you? Um, I think for me... I was really young when I met Ben. So I met my my husband. So I was 17. And I think I've said before, like I had my children young. Ben played football. So I was sort of in this world quite young without really knowing myself. Mm. And I guess, you know, I had access to be able to buy nice clothes and nice things, but I didn't actually know what I liked then. I think that whole like wag culture was such a big thing at the time. I knew I didn't like it. I know I didn't like that label. I know I didn't like that what people said was that style, but I didn't quite know what I liked. Mm. So I think it took me a bit longer to get there. Again, it was before social media and things like that. So I didn't, you know, I had my magazines. I remember I said to you in the first episode, I used <laughs> yes. to like cut, you know, people's like fashion and stuff out of magazines and make my own little sort of my own version of Pinterest, I guess. I think I always had my style. I think I always knew my style, but I think it took me a bit longer to express it mm-hmm. and have the confidence in it. I think for me, when I met Louise and started working on a style album, I think we got on so well and we worked so well together because so much of what she said resonated with me. Yep. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that, that makes sense. She's, she was almost saying what I was thinking yes. that she was and able what you need to, to hear from a peer as well 100% yeah that's it and then I started like working in matches and yeah I think things I think my confidence is ever growing to be honest I think where I did have a bit of a different start in life I didn't go to uni I didn't travel I didn't necessarily go and like work in London and find myself I think it just took me a little bit longer to get the confidence in my style. Yeah. We talked about it, didn't we, earlier. I think our journeys at 17 looked very different because we had also had different references from a younger age where perhaps you may have had the income to be able to afford brands and and different bits of clothing. I didn't. So I think that also was a bit of a different challenge for us both, wasn't it? And I remember for me at a younger age, I was, you know, growing confidence in myself from like dancing and drama, you know, being on stage representing myself. And I can remember trying on costumes and didn't want the purples and the blues that everybody else wanted. I wanted the white or the silver 
obviously kind of built the tonal the tonal look from then on and then you know when I did tv programs I'd have to wear costumes and I was playing a role so I knew it wasn't me and you know I remember even being on a, a tv program which was based on a classroom and you could kind of pick what you wanted to wear and the girls were like I want to wear a dress I want to wear a skirt I was like can I have those cool jeans can I have that sweater can I have the shirt can I have the cool sneakers but then the fun bubbles in my hair I love that little ebbs you know little oversized look yeah, I was going for it from then on but I just think it's because we had different different journeys, different references, you know, even different starts, different income. And I think that also helps to shape, you know, what then would become your style. But let's talk about our style evolution in the last three months. So in the 12 weeks of the redress, let's discuss our evolution. I think for me, I've definitely got better at the impulse buying. <laughs> I've stopped impulse buying, especially over the last sort of four weeks. I've really took a step back really thought about things. I'm just trying not to get drawn into the the noise of the latest must-haves. And again, it is hard to sort of differentiate it from my job and yes. then my personal style, my personal wardrobe, because it is also sort of entwined. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the latest must-haves and like wanting to to share them and being able just to take a step back and think into this, you know, whatever I'm adding to my wardrobe, is it adding value? Do I do I need it? Am I going to wear it? I've got so many amazing pieces. I need to start wearing what I've got in my wardrobe. Definitely buying more pre-loved. I started off quite strong with that. And actually, I haven't bought any pre-loved for a little while. So I've, I need to go back and have a little look at some of our, our go-to pre-loved websites. Because I think from that, you're not getting tired of seeing something. If you're buying something pre-loved, it's not like you're going to look on Instagram and see loads of people wearing it. Mm-hmm you can really make that piece your own, which that's what I love about. I think sometimes it also tends to be a bit more of a thoughtful purchase. Some things a bit more forever Yeah, when you're searching for that pre-loved item. Yeah, definitely. I've realised that I feel my best and my most powerful when there's simplicity in my outfit. I think I've gone in the past of wearing things that are a bit fussy or there's a lot going on and actually I've realized just to sort of strip that back and where I'm at now in my life it is definitely crave simplicity yeah I think I think I've learned a lot from you Ebs <laughs> <laughs> I think what I've learned or how my kind of style has perhaps even slightly evolved in the last three months is adding joy you know I'm talk about you know, I've definitely recognised the ruts and the need to inject more fun in my wardrobe. Not everything has to be minimal and tailored and oversized. And I think, you know, that frame set in, in, in ignited a love of colour for me and co-ords. Like, you know, never really owned a co-ord before that. Even that whistles white wedding suit, this the simplicity of the of the shape I was confident in but the bright white was more impactful than I would normally go. So that felt like a new a new move for me. So yeah, I think you've taught me to have a little bit more fun as well. Once I've got the core and the foundation, looking elsewhere and, and seeing those pieces do ignite some other styling opportunities that I may not have thought of as well. Yeah, some of that joy that you used to get when you were younger yes. and you'd find, you know, your mum would bring you home something exactly. that would excite you. Yeah, you're right. I think, again, it's about it's about doing the work as well, I think. Editing the wardrobe, mood boarding, outfit planning, you know, creating your wish lists. Mm -hmm. I think it will help you define your style, stop from making mistakes. I just think ultimately I know I want to put on an outfit in the morning and walk out the door feeling my best. And I've got all of the tools in my wardrobe to be able to do that. So it's about doing that work beforehand to make sure that 
my mornings are as seamless as possible and I walk out the door and can enjoy my day knowing that I feel feel good in an outfit and actually it's not about what other people think of my outfit it is all about how I feel in it it's not about a status thing anymore of like I've got the latest this or the latest that it's of course I'm gonna like you know just bought like the Alaya shoes and they do make me feel amazing but it's about buying them for the right reasons now and not about because I should have them yeah it is that kind of challenge with cult products like you mentioned so it's taking a bit of a breath of like looking at that cult product do I need it is it going to bring longevity in my wardrobe does it offer something else that I haven't already got you know even just having it in your basket and having a little think about it for a couple of days or even a week perhaps and thinking do I really still love that piece because we are going to talk about it later those things that we've added to our wish list across the 12 weeks that perhaps we haven't actually purchased and actually on reflection we don't actually really need or don't really want anymore. And like you mentioned about the Alaya ballerinas, I've ordered the Kate ones. And you know, that is definitely a cult product. You are seeing them around, but it is something that I'm inspired by to add a bit of joy and a bit more fun with the crystal embellishment on them. But ultimately, it's a very simple, elegant shoe that will offset some of my minimal pieces. So I think it is about... If you've done the work in your wardrobe, you've got the core pieces and you want to add a little bit of fun. It's definitely exciting to be inspired by cult products, freshness, newness, because obviously that is what we're inspired by. But it is about making sure that purchase is the right one for you and being a bit more conscious. Yeah, I think like the Totem co-ord, isn't it? I think for me, that is a bit of a cult purchase and I see a lot of people wearing it. But because it's such a practical purchase for me in the way that I can style it, how I feel when I'm wearing it. I think it makes sense. We mentioned earlier, didn't we, um, when we was chatting before the recording about the Hermes Oran sandals mm-hmm. and about, I've, I don't know if you've got them, but no, I've, have I've got them in a tan from quite a few years ago and I, I don't turn to them anymore. I they, they do feel a little bit, I don't know, I just don't feel very current when I'm wearing them now. Yeah. I think maybe I need to look at different ways to style them. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's about... How can you style them in a way that feels you? Maybe with like a baggy jean yes. and a white oversized shirt instead of wearing them how I possibly would have a couple of years ago with a, a dress or something. Yeah. It's about yeah making those. Because I, I think that's with any cult purchase. I mean, obviously, we both still absolutely love our dad's sandals, but I still do get asked, like, are they still worth the money? And it's 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 hard, isn't it, to know what we can't predict what we're going, how we're going to feel about something in a couple of years. You've mm-hmm. just got to do that work to yep. make sure you're giving yourself the best chance to love them forever. Does exactly. That make sense? And I was going to say also having them at the forefront of your wardrobe too, because your Iran sandals, if they're kind of tucked away, you're not really reaching for them for outfits. So maybe it's, you know, a bit of a challenge for you and seeing how can I style them up this weekend? Is there something I can put them with an, you know, an already existing outfit that you know and love works well? Could you add in that sandal to kind of elevate the sandal? Yeah. Sometimes it's easier just to reach for that for newer pieces. Of course. So what is next for our forever wardrobe? So what is next? I am definitely keen to push with this mood board that I've been doing. I will share it. Um, (laughs) It's a mood board that I keep changing though. So I'm trying things on and where I thought I wanted that item and I've tried it on and I'm like, "Mm, it's not really me. I've removed it. So it is a bit of a, I can show it, but it will keep changing as, as, as I, you know, as I try things on. For me, I guess for me, what's next is adding joy and adding pieces that are a bit more exciting, still feel timeless and forever, but might not be the black tailored oversized silhouette that I'm used to. So I love that uh, Whistles um, animal set. 
that is going to add some joy and fun. I think it'll be a really statement summer piece that I will wear and wear and wear. I definitely need to do a massive denim try on. Like I said earlier, I am aware of my body type. So I know that certain shapes that I may think are more current and more fresh actually might not suit me. And what I really need is some core denim styles that fit my body well, make me feel good and actually can work across all seasons in my wardrobe. So yeah, I think for me, it's more about adding joy, adding a bit more fun and getting out of my rut is the main thing. I love that. Yeah. What about you? I think I'm there with my wardrobe in that I have built this wearable, cohesive, elevated wardrobe. I feel like I look in my wardrobe, I've got some amazing pieces, but there's still too much noise in there. Mm -hmm. There's still, I'm going to be selling some pieces this week on Vinted. I need to really, I still do need you to come over for the day and help I me with this. I'm here for you. Um, maybe that's something we need to do before the next, yeah, the next that's a good season. Idea. Yeah, there's still too much noise, but I feel like I've got some really strong pieces in there that all work together. I, I'm not going to buy much for the summer, but I have got my trip to LA coming up in October. So I'm going to start working out sort of the wardrobe that I want for that. Mm-hmm. I did a Glastonbury edit because I'm going to Glastonbury next weekend. And I think that was quite a good learning curve for me. It was such a really strong edit. Oh, it was gorgeous. I like the content was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I really love putting that together. But it's it really opened my eyes to, okay, like trying to find inspiration to share festival dressing. Anything festival-wise just wasn't really mm. like sparking anything in me. It just wasn't, you know, it was like, okay, we can all go and look at previous Glastonbury to look at for inspiration but what I did in the end was like look to some women whose style that I admire who have got a little bit of an edge and working out how that could work for a festival so of course yeah you'd change the shoes or yes there's but the the colors and the textures and the materials sort of thing all that for me was like getting me excited to plan my wardrobe so I think it's about staying true to myself I love that and what I really need to do is have a clear out as well. I think for me, where I've built this edited wardrobe, which has a lot of pre-loved in there, a lot of blazers, a lot of tailoring, because I'm feeling a bit more freer and want some more softer silhouettes, um, maybe more um, intricate details, showing a little bit more skin on show. I think I perhaps need to almost donate some of that back. Obviously, I, you know, I love a blazer. I want to always invest there. But do I need 12 that do a similar job? Probably not. And there might be a white that I want to bring in or, a, you know, a more exciting shape. So I definitely feel I need to go with my wardrobe and also donate some lots of nice tailoring to Smartworks. Um, I think there's lots of great work we're in there. And that will allow for space for a bit more freshness, a bit more fun. Love that, Ebs. Is there anything that you want to bring into your autumn winter wardrobe that you know already? Yes. So. I mentioned it before and I'm going to hold off onto the purchase until a little bit further down um, the year, but it is that metallic totem sweater. I think that is an easy silhouette that I'll love. I need to find a good denim to match back with that, um, but it is silver and metallic and fun. And then they've seen a jigsaw silk black trench. It's gorgeous. It's quite a long maxi, a beautiful kind of shape and silhouette, uh, a lot more fluid than the, the trench I already have. And in black, I haven't got a black one. So I want to add some more. I think for me, where I'm feeling excited about is textures and fabrics, more flowy, more dreamy and a bit more free. I keep going back to free. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? What is that one piece that you want to add? Still the Kate leather bag, the yes. tote bag. I haven't purchased it yet because my dragon diffusions are doing a great job this summer of being that sort of 
throw it all in, laptop, everything when I'm sort of out and about for the day. But I think it would be a really nice bag to purchase towards the end of summer yep. to really sort of like elevate my autumn winter wardrobe. And then I did buy the by Melina Burger leather you did. trench style coat that I've not worn yet. So that would be a really exciting piece to get out when when the time comes. So we're coming to the end of our final episode of the season. What was your favourite episode? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, oh, gosh, let me think. Do you know what? I'm going to go wild and say it was the beauty episode. It was so nice to think about all of the finishing touches from skincare. You know, I love the prep. You know, I love to pamper. And for me, yes, I love clothes and always will. But it is the, the skin, the makeup, the finishing touches that always make me feel like just put together and elevated. So, yeah, yeah it's true. It's even if I'm at home and I've just had a shower and put on my body cream and put like some clean pajamas on or something. You just feel it, so you feel amazing good, don't and that's you? without a good outfit. What was yours? Um stepping up to the occasion. Oh, I love that. One. I think it was episode four. So I think we'd both just really found our feet. Yes. And I think where I've said before, I'm not great at doing that whole <laughs> dressing up thing. I've I've almost like embraced that like dressing down, like play everything down, like get that undone effortless sort of look. And actually you really inspired me to like make a bit more effort and take a bit more time with my makeup and all the finishing touches. So yeah, I really, really love that episode. So let's reflect on add to wish list across the 12 weeks. We've written everything down, whether we bought the item, whether we didn't. And it might be nice just to kind of discuss what we found. So for me, the things I still want to invest in are Elevated basic teas, always a new bag to elevate my wardrobe. And I think that is a simpler way of adding freshness to an existing wardrobe. And then lifestyle, there's lots of like travel things in there, new home, fitness. But what I did purchase were accessories. You know, I love my accessories, clothes care, thinking about longevity. And then actually a lot of things that were all around ambience and lifestyle and books, those things that actually uplift your mood rather than making an actual purchase and actually the only clothing investments I made were those true forever pieces so the totem set the whistle Sophia leather and the Kate flats I love that so it really does make sense in why a wish list is actually really important yeah to like write down what you're craving what you think you really want and sit on it and wait and see you know we're reflecting back and seeing actually what we did want what we didn't need for me there's a real sort of mix on my wish list something that I didn't buy I actually probably didn't buy the bigger purchases that I had on my wish list okay so the Tove bodysuit yep didn't buy it don't regret not buying it still love it but don't think I really needed it there was the and other stories dress which normally would have made a real impulse purchase I'm actually going to and other stories today so I'm going to try it on amazing um so that will really make me question whether I need it or not the Anina Bing please a trousers which you actually questioned me on <laughs> and said possibly got something similar which I agree I do still love them but didn't buy them. There's a couple of bits on there there that are American brands. So I think when I go to LA in October, I can go and try them on. Hopefully they've got a shop or somewhere I can go and try a few different pieces. So yeah, a little bit of a mix. The Aura Ring haven't got, but I am going to be buying (laughs) soon. So the Jacquemus hat, again, haven't got it, but only because I think I haven't booked a holiday. So I probably will buy that if I do go away soon. So yeah, a real mix on mine. Amazing. I love that. It's so nice to have a bit of a dock, isn't it? To go back and think, do I still love that item? Do I, do I, am I missing it? Is it something that really 
elevate my wardrobe already or is it just something that you got excited about and actually you don't really need it yeah I think it goes back to cutting out the noise doesn't it and actually if you're feeling like a little bit overwhelmed and you're making a lot of impulse purchases and you've got a bit Mm. of a mishmash in your wardrobe do that wish list sit on it for wait to the end of the month look back and cross off some bits amazing well that takes us on to the true add to wish list for this episode do you want to start yes I will okay so a me and m skirt it's gorgeous. It's cream knitted with like a black sort of print on it, really sort of delicate black print. Going to go and try it on. Some Whistles pyjamas that you've inspired me because you had them when you stayed over at the Hoxton yep. the evening of the Whistles event. Love them. And some rings, which was inspired from a previous episode where we spoke about accessories. There's a brand called Spinelli Kill Colin. And they sell them on matches and they're gorgeous. So I'd like to try some of those on. Love that. How about you? So the first thing is, there's a beautiful wellness retreat in Spain called Shanti Som. And yeah, I would like to just have a bit of an extra reset, thinking about fitness, health, uh, making some investment on myself. So that is something that I'm going to look at for the summer. I saw some amazing Russell and Bromley um, sandals called Sandstorm. They're kind of like a chunkier flatbed, a bigger kind of chunky strap over the toe. I think, again, they would look great in the summer and just elevate my outfits. And then lastly, there's a brand called Monk, M-O-N-C. They're an eyewear brand, very much about kind of mindfulness and kind of sustainable pillars. And they've got some amazing sunglasses. I'm going to have a look at them today and check them out because I feel like... I've been wearing my Celine sunglasses every day. I might need a bit of a, more of a wire, more of a different, just different shape. Different look. Yeah. Love that. I'm going to check them out. So that is the end of episode 12 oh. and the end of the first season. So I think there's lots to reflect back on. So much. I think we keep talking about cutting out that noise, really making sure that you're doing that work to really kind of build that core foundation in your wardrobe. Yep. Creating the mood boards, editing your wardrobe. Yep, selling pieces if you need to, donating, asking a trustworthy friend, texting (laughs) pictures and always getting a second opinion if you need it. If you need it, yeah. Yeah. And I think not forgetting to inject the joy and the fun because fashion ultimately is really fun. But I think a lot of it we've discussed throughout the episodes, even though we are predominantly talking about fashion, it is about that confidence, that inner work that you need to do because ultimately all of this is on the outside. Totally agree. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and this season of The Redress. We hope you feel inspired to start thinking about creating your forever wardrobe that is elevated, wearable and cohesive. You can follow The Redress on all of the socials and we are at The Redress Podcast. You can follow me at Ebony Louise Francis and Emma at Emma Rose Style. We will continue to share our tips over the summer on our Instagrams and also our YouTube channel will be fully updated soon, we promise. Yes. We'd really love for you to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and please do share the redress with any of your friends. Thank you to Whistles for sponsoring today's episode and Whistles are the London-based star destination known for timeless design and wardrobe staples that elevate the everyday. And don't forget, we've partnered with Whistles to offer you an exclusive 15% off online using the code RE forward slash dress for a limited time only. And for full terms and conditions, visit whistles.com or you can view the details in our show notes. Follow the redress wherever you listen, then you'll be the first to see new episodes each week and when we return for next season. Thank you so much for listening and have the best summer. Have See you soon. Have the best summer. See you soon.